Well, hi there, and welcome to another episode of It's Raining Mets, a product of the CBS 21 weather team. Sometimes you get the whole team, sometimes you get one of us, maybe two of us. Today you got me, meteorologist Tom Russell. We always appreciate you checking in. If you haven't heard or you'd like to go back and listen to some of the other versions of the podcast, our episodes can be found at cbs21.com. And it's really been fun doing these, and as the seasons change, we bring on some new topics, it's always fun to, uh, to dig into some of these things. And if you ever have any ideas for us uh, to do for the podcast, you can always share those with us on our social media or just uh, let the station know and we'll be glad to dive into some of those things. So speaking of diving in, let's get into it because just now the uh, our friends at NOAA, which is the overall government arm that encompasses the National Weather Service, the Department of Commerce is what it falls under, um, NOAA has now released their winter outlook. So, you know, as we start to get through fall here, we put together our winter outlook. We like to see what other folks are saying and kind of put everything together. So NOAA's long-term winter forecast for 2021 calls for a 55% chance of La Nina. So what do we mean by La Nina? So La Nina is the opposite of what we call El Nino, and it basically has to do with the waters of the equatorial Pacific. So think of the Pacific as this big uh, ocean, which it is, uh, this big body of water, but now kind of picture it in your bathtub, and you ever just take one side of the water and just kind of push it one direction, just kind of sloshes back and forth. Well, La Nina and El Nino are kind of like that. The Pacific, equatorial Pacific, is always in some kind of flux, moving back and forth. So what happens is the trade winds can blow a lot of that surface water off to, say, deeper out into the Pacific, and that allows for upwelling, some cooler weather, uh, cooler water to, to work its way to the surface. So that's when we have a La Nina, cooler than average temperatures in the equatorial Pacific. So kind of picture off the coast of Mexico, off the coast of South America. And what that does is that influences bigger weather patterns. So if you're kind of looking at a map there with me, you can see that a La Nina year would send some wetter, colder air further north. So it would be wetter in the Pacific West. It would be uh, northwest. It would be colder in Vancouver and those areas of Western Canada. So imagine if it's colder there, then it's a little warmer and a little wetter as you work your way back east. So remember, when you had that ridge out in the west, you have a trough in the east. You kind of go back and forth with that yin and yang. So basically what a La Nina winter means for us in the mid-Atlantic, in the east, is wetter than average conditions, but also warmer than average conditions. So how it translates for us is we usually end up with more of those mixed kind of storms. Uh, but it doesn't mean you can't get snow. You just get uh, maybe a little less on an average. You don't get those snow after snow after snow. You usually get those mixed storms mixed in or some of those disappointing storms that start out cold but then transition to rain or sleet or some of that messy winter stuff. So uh, it still means we can get some decent storms because you need that moisture and sometimes, sometimes you get a, you'll catch a, a time in the winter time where you got that cold air in place, and yeah, you can still get a decent snowfall. But it just means over the course of that three-month winter period, you're going to be wetter than average, and you're going to be warmer than average. So again, a La Nina pattern overall. So it also means good news for uh, folks out in the Northwest where they'll get some of that. 
uh, moisture they desperately need and a little bit more precipitation overall and hopefully some snowfall, some snowpack, which they need. So what they do is they break it down. Our friends at NOAA break it down for November, December. They break it down for January, February. And what I kind of see happening here as we work our way uh, into the colder months is we get kind of a, a quick start, we get cold, and then we kind of have a, I hate to call it a thaw, but it's a little bit uh, more average or above average as we get through uh, maybe December and January, and then it gets cold again toward the back edge. But again, overall, it's going to be warmer than average. Now, I don't think we can do what we did last year when there, <laughs> there was no winter. So kind of what we do when we look at the forecast, we go back and we try to find analogs. What happened before that? So think about this year. We're coming off a non-winter, okay, from last season. We're coming off the hottest summer on record. So how do you find an analog for that? That makes it a little bit tough. So we're going to try to find things that kind of flow in that pattern. So this warmer and wetter makes a little more sense. Uh, as long as the La Nina does pan out, and that's what the forecast is for now. So if you're a snow lover, don't get upset. Hang in there. And if uh, you know, you're know you one of those folks that likes a milder winter, maybe this will bring a little bit of a, a smile to your face. But that is Noah's release now for the 2021 winter season, a La Nino influence across the country. So as you look to the, uh, say, the desert southwest, they look drier. It looks drier through Texas. Um, that's not good news because a lot of those areas still need the rain. But it does bring rain to the Pacific Northwest uh, where they need it as well. But here in the Mid-Atlantic, wetter than average and warmer than average. Now, let's go ahead and compare that to our favorite almanacs, which I think I've done on TV a couple times, but we'll do it again. Now, remember, there's two competing ones. There's a farmer's almanac and there's the old farmer's almanac. So the farmer's almanac for uh, their winter outlook has us on the cold side. They, they actually write the words on there, seasonably cold, wet, and white. That's the farmer's almanac. Now, compare that with the old farmer's almanac and they kind of go more with what noah's saying they actually use this term sheets of sleet you got to be careful how you say that sheets of sleet um so they do call you know the mid-atlantic kind of that battleground between uh the warmer stuff and the cooler stuff with a lot of the snow back towards the great lakes and the upper midwest so that makes a little more sense with the uh with the noah prediction as well. So uh, we all have our, our take on what we want winter to be, but it's coming whether we like it or not. Now, let me tell you what I think is going to happen because this transitions into what happens here for the second half of October. So as you're listening to this, we're past the midway point and here it comes. So I think we have a couple of pushes of some cold air and I'm going to look at some maps as I do this here because there's one that really stands out. So um, you know, we had those days in the 70s. Now we're kind of getting back to where we should be. Remember, normal highs now are in the low 60s. So that anytime you get into the 70s in the second part of October, you're really you're living dangerously. You're, <laughs> you got a real treat going there. So what I see happen is several pushes of some colder air here for the second half of the month. Um, so, you know, what happens is each front that comes through, you get gradually a little colder, gradually a little bit colder. And the one that really jumps out at me is around the 26th of the month, um, <clears throat> which is, let's see here, it's a Monday. So as we end that weekend, the 25th of the 26th, some cold air starts diving in. This time it really starts digging. And by digging, I mean going well into the southeast here. And it really gets cold around the 27th and 28th. And hear what I'm saying now. I think we could see a few flurries from this. 
So you got those warm uh, lake waters that could easily pick up some of this stuff and uh, bring you some, some lake effect snow action. And sometimes, on a strong enough wind, we could see some flurries from that. So again, this is around the 27th, 28th of the month. So remember, what was it, a couple of years ago, we had snow on Halloween? Remember that? <laughs> so I'm not saying we're going there. I'm just saying that could be our first taste of some flurries here before the month of uh, uh, October is, is done. And if you remember what I said a few moments ago, I think we're going to get off to kind of a cold start this winter and then kind of have the middle part be uh, more on the mild side. Now, that's a lot of opinion there, and uh, we need uh, our other colleagues to chime in as well because we haven't put together our official CBS 21 um, winter forecast yet, but of course that's what we're working on. So we all kind of come up with our thoughts and ideas, and then we, we kind of blend or mesh those together. So that'll be coming out uh, hopefully here uh, in November with our winter weather special. But I do think we get pretty cold here at the end of October. So you've been warned, you've been told, you heard it from here first. Um, but overall, uh, kind of thinking along the lines of what Noah is thinking with that uh, warmer and wetter winter. And the wetter part is good because we're, we're getting dry, so we need these rounds of rain showers to, to help make up for that. And, and even some, dare I say, snowpack or at least some snow uh, that kind of builds up a little bit and stays with us because that, that snow melt is so important when you get on the other side of winter and, and back into springtime. That snow melt, super, super important important. So let's talk a little bit more about October into November. So I told you we're going to get pretty cold here as we round out the month. So you usually have kind of this little bit of a November warmish mild thing as you head towards uh, Thanksgiving. But I think we're going to keep seeing these these cold snaps as we work our way through November and even into early December. So that's kind of my thoughts on, on where we go at, at that point. And uh, I think it gets off to a pretty pretty cold start so we shall see we shall see and maybe you're not ready for that but we will see okay now the other thing that factors into all this is the tropics uh, because I don't think we're done with the tropics so as we record this there are a couple of spots that we're watching out in the tropics that could develop into uh, a storm and the reason I say that plays into it because a lot of times even though these storms don't make a landfall necessarily or uh, have a direct impact they can kind of ride up the east coast and they can become so they start as tropical they can kind of become uh, a de facto nor'easter at the end of their life cycle so sometimes they may uh, start way down by florida or even a little further inland sometimes and kind of work their way up the coast and the next thing you know you're looking at a full-blown uh, nor'easter even though it becomes post-tropical it still has that effect so you know think of those the the colder nor'e- nor'easters that bring in uh, the rainy conditions the chilly conditions and a lot of times that can play out so i'm kind of looking at that scenario here as it plays out here as we talked about the second half of uh of october even late october remember hurricane season goes all the way through the end of november so you know development is certainly not unusual and hey it's 2020 why not right <laughs> um a lot of the forecast models have been trying to develop uh, a tropical storm a tropical system here even towards the latter part of the month and again that's what i think is going to play into what happens at the end of october where we get this really strong push of cold air. I think uh, the uh, nor'easter kind of setup will help things, will help drive that to be even colder. So I think that's what you need to look out for uh, over the next 10 days to 
two weeks because I think that's going to be a big player. So this answers the question. We are not finished with the tropics yet, believe me. Uh, even with this uh, record-setting season, as far as named storms go, I think we still have one more uh, in our pocket. So that's going to be something to watch out for. And, uh, and definitely keep an eye out for another wave of tropical development here before all is said and done as we work our way through the Greek alphabet uh, in this crazy, crazy season. So uh, lots, to, uh, lots to watch out for here. So I want to make one other note here before we wrap things up, and I've been saying it on the air so much. This has been a beautiful fall, just amazing, and I hope you've had a chance to, to kind of soak it in. The weather has been really nice. We've had those warm days, the cool nights, and that has just allowed the fall foliage to flourish as well. So as we, you know, we're kind of getting into the peak of, uh, of the fall foliage season for us. It's usually the latter part of October. It's usually the end of October, really into November, but it's a little early this year. So uh, take time to enjoy those sites because it's it's one of the most beautiful, uh, it's one of the reasons that fall is one of the most beautiful seasons. And sometimes we just kind of drive past it and we kind of take for granted. And then the next thing you know, the leaves are on the ground. So enjoy the beautiful fall foliage and the, and the beautiful views that it brings. And uh, it really does uh, highlight God's beauty this time of year. So so, uh, you know, you can find the the good in every season. I'm a, I'm a warm weather guy, but I can find the good even in the in the cold season as well. So thank you so much for listening. Again, if you want to go back and check out some of the previous podcasts, you can always find those at CBS21.com. We always appreciate you being here, listening, watching on TV, checking us out on social media. So let us know your thoughts, and thank you so much for being part of It's Raining Mets.